Welcome to today's solo episode of Scrolling to Death. It's been a while since I talked about posting our kids online, also known as sharenting, and a lot has happened lately on this topic, and I think it's time for a fresh discussion. Parents, moms especially, we have a deep need for people to know that we're working hard, that we're doing a good job. I feel it all the time. Like, do my friends without kids have any idea what my day is like, any appreciation for it? This is a natural thing to feel. There's not many parents who are so totally secure and don't need any reinforcement or positive feedback from their peers. And one way that we can get this feedback is to show people how great of a mom we are through posting the things we do for our kids or with our kids. And I don't think this is inherently bad. It was just a natural progression. As moms, we wanted positive reinforcement, and social media provided a space for that. What I want to talk about today is why we should rethink sharing our kids online, Who does it benefit, really? How does it make other parents feel, which is something that isn't talked about enough, and the very real dangers of sharing them online? Okay, so first let's ask ourselves why we're posting our kids. It'll be difficult to find an honest reason that isn't self-serving. There is realistically no benefit to the child in posting them online. It doesn't bring them joy. Unless they're on social media too, they don't even see the posts or the reactions to them. And when parents are asked why they share their kids on social media, the biggest reason I hear is to keep family members and friends updated on your child's life, which I totally get, and I did too for a long time. But there are much safer ways to share them. I'm going to cover all of that today. And after hearing the risks, you may reconsider social media as an outlet to share your kids. First, what I want to challenge parents to think about is, are you sharing your kids simply to make yourself feel good or to feel better for positive reinforcement or to show off how good of a job you're doing? If this is your primary reason, it's time for a reset. Let's talk through an example. Say it's Sunday morning, you don't have plans yet, and you wake up and decide you're going to take the kids on a walk through the local park, then you're going to come home, do a couple science experiments from a book you have. You have two choices. Number one, just do the activities. Be in the moment. Maybe take a couple photos, but if the goal is not to share online, you will be more present. You may actually forget you have your phone with you for most of the day. You will create real memories with your children. Have in-depth conversations with them. Sure, the kids might not be perfect, but you'll have a good day that isn't based around a screen. The kids will feel fulfilled and loved because they got your full attention. That's all they want. Option number two. You share on your Instagram story every 10 minutes. You pose the kids perfectly in front of a big tree for a feed post. You choose a filter and take a minute or two to write a caption. You get home and set up the science experiments. Can't start yet, kids. Have to get the perfect photo of the setup so all the other moms online know what a good job I'm doing. The whole experience is guided by the capturing of it, by what it looks like through a lens rather than through your own real-life, real-time experiences and bonding moments. The whole time you're re-watching your stories, scrolling up to see who's seen them, checking your comments on the feed posts and responding to them. Your attention is pulled away from the kids to your phone, so you're shorter with them. You find yourself getting frustrated and yelling. The whole thing is stressful, but it's okay. You got the content for Instagram and everyone thinks you're a good mom. Now, which was a better experience for you? Which was a better experience for the kids? Do you want your kids to remember their life with a phone between your face and theirs? Or do you want them to remember your smile and your eyes and your full attention on them and know that they were the most important thing in your life, not your screen? Now imagine you're a mom down the street, a mom who watched her neighbor have a perfect day on Instagram. 
That mom might be thinking, wow, my neighbor got her kids outside today in nature. Then she set up a science experiment. Jesus, I didn't even get my kids dressed today. I didn't do anything postable. I suck. I'm a bad mom and I need to do better. If you are a mom, I know you've felt this way. You've watched another mom post her perfect day online and felt bad about yourself. But that day was not perfect. It kind of sucked actually. But we don't show the sucky things online. We show a shiny, picture-perfect version of a day that didn't really happen like that. And in the process, we didn't connect with our kids like we could have. And we probably made some other people feel inferior or inadequate. It was after having this exact feeling for the millionth time that I personally decided I'm not going to connect with my real friends online anymore. It's too complicated. My friendships are in person only, and obviously through texts and phone calls, but I do not connect with my friends on social media. Layering an online version of a person to our friendship does not add anything positive to my relationships. I know my friends in real life, and that's enough for me. Moving on. As responsible parents, it's our job to protect our kids. We all know this. As technology evolves, so do the bad guys. They're using technology to prey on our kids. We hear and talk a lot about the dangers that our kids face when they're active online themselves. But what we don't talk about enough are the harms in us, the parents, sharing them online. A couple of these risks will be uncomfortable for you to hear, but the toughest things in life often are. And these things aren't happening to just one or two kids. They're happening to millions of kids, to normal kids like yours and mine. There's a term you should know and be familiar with. It's called child sexual abuse material, CSAM for short. In the past, this was coined as child porn or child pornography. Please don't use that term anymore. Pornography implies consent, and there is no consenting when it comes to children in sexual situations. If you take one thing away from today, it is this. Pedophiles are stealing children's photos from parents' social media profiles and placing them on child sexual abuse websites. And more than half of the photos shared by child sexual abusers were first posted on social media by parents. Thankfully, I think most parents who do share their kids online have moved past sharing their kids in bathtubs or bathing suits or leotards. It's simply not responsible to share these types of photos anymore. These are the types of photos that most often get stolen. But it's actually no longer safe to share clothed children. What you may not know about is deep fake nudes. There are AI tools freely available now that can take a clothed image and remove the clothes to make the person look realistically naked. This is being used on kids. And to take things a step further, AI is being used to make people walk and talk and to make it look like they're performing sexual acts. There could be a video with your child's face naked online performing a sexual act, and you would never know about it. You don't get an alert when someone downloads a photo from your social media profile. And this is the number one reason why you will not find any photos of my husband and my children online. A lot of people are probably thinking, well, my profile is private and I know everybody on my friends list. I'm really sorry to share with you that most of the photos stolen for CSAM are taken by people that we know, people we think we can trust. Pedophiles live everyday lives. They don't advertise their interests publicly. You wouldn't know them on the street or even at a gathering with friends. And even if you 100% trust every single person on your friends list, it's very, very, very easy to hack into private social media accounts and take your photos. It happens every day. And some people think that the social media platforms are looking out for our children and not allowing this content to be taken or shared. Listen to my other episodes, really any of them, to find that this is not true. But what you need to know today is... 
that pedophiles flock to the platforms where our children are and where their photos and their videos are. This would be social media. Let's take Instagram, for example. There was a recent investigation into Instagram. It found that Instagram's algorithms were actually promoting accounts that were sharing child sexual abuse content. For example, a pedophile would log in, and because he or she has interacted with CSAM hashtags before, they would find the same type of content in their For You section, the content that is recommended by Instagram. And pedophiles are very open about their interests on Instagram. They use hashtags like preteen sex or hashtag pedohore to advertise their interests and find this material. It was found that Meta and other platforms like Snapchat struggle to suppress the discovery of pedophilic materials due to failing to oversee keywords and other design features that promote content discovery of illicit and illegal material. This is a lengthy way to say that social media platforms are housing and sharing CSAM. So to summarize, social media platforms are not a safe space for sharing photos of your children. A couple additional risks of sharenting. When we post our kids online, we're slowly and very intricately creating their digital identities. The sites we share them to are collecting information on them. The photos, the videos, the birthday, the friends' names, the interests, their school and location, every little detail. So in the future, when our children decide they want to get online, these companies already know them. They can serve them with manipulative ads based on the information that you've given them. And these companies have likely sold this information to many other companies who will continue to target them and guide their decisions online through their entire life. And this wasn't their choice. The information we share about them is their information. It's their face, their experiences. It should be their choice if they want to share that with the world, not ours. Our job is to protect them and not expose every detail on public forums. That's the opposite of protecting them. As a society, we've been sharing our kids online for a while now, a couple of decades. These kids that were shared early on, they're older and they're able to tell us how it made them feel. They're saying that sharing them online was an invasion of their privacy. They're saying they feel embarrassed by these posts and that sharing about them was overall useless. They don't see the point or the benefit to them because there is none. We're doing it for ourselves to make ourselves feel better at the risk of exposing them to very real dangers and exposing them to embarrassment, even cyberbullying later on as their friends start to see these posts. We, the parents, are the gatekeepers of our children's personal information, and they have no say, no way of opting out to what we share. They're not old enough to consent to being shared. What you share about them now, it will follow them into adulthood, and the safer and more respectful option is not to share them online. So all that said, we still have this base need to share with our family and friends, right? So how do personally my husband and I share photos and videos of our kids with our loved ones? So we use shared albums on our iPhone. We add immediate family members only, and we post a photo or video of each kid a few times per week. I am aware that these photos are now on Apple's iCloud, which is not 100% secure, but I feel that the risk is exponentially less than sharing them on more open platforms. And then to share with other people outside of my immediate family, like cousins or very close friends, I'll text a photo or video that I think that person would like. And sharing in this way is so much more meaningful because I thought of this specific person to share that image with. There's a reason for connecting. It wasn't a blast out to hundreds of people. It was purposeful and meant for one person. Everyone else in our life gets a holiday card in December with a few updated photos of each of our kids. I also create a printed photo book for each of our kids one per year. I use an app called Chatbooks, and it literally takes maybe 20 minutes to create the album each year. So when people come visit our house, they can browse through the printed albums and see what our kids were up to. 
Other than that, our children's images are their own. Their information is their own. And when they're old enough to share their life, they can decide how that looks for them. When it comes to sharing my kids online, I choose safety and I choose privacy every time. A couple other related notes to share. We all get a form at the beginning of our kids' school year where we can consent or not to them sharing the kids' photos online. We opt out of image consent with the school. I've had a lot of friends say, I just signed it, I didn't even think about it, but these photos taken at school are sometimes shared on public social media accounts where anyone can access it. This is truly out of our control as parents, so we opt for privacy when it comes to photos being taken at school. And we ask that family members and friends follow our lead and don't share our kids online. I know this can be a tricky discussion if you have family members who really love to share. But I recommend you send them this episode. I bet there are some things that they didn't realize. And in the end, it's your choice as the parent how your child gets shared online. Family members just need to default to what you think is best. I hope that this update was helpful to you in understanding the landscape of sharing our kids online today in 2024. Every year, as technology progresses and AI advances, the risks will be greater. The sooner you decide to stop sharing or simply make a few adjustments towards privacy, the better for your kids. Thank you for listening to this episode of Scrolling to Death. I'll catch you next time.